Hello, this is Greg Prado, author of the books Take It Off, Kiss Truly Unmasked, as well as The Eric Carr Story, amongst many others. You're listening to the Shattered Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. Rock and roll! This is Shout It Out Loudcast. We are up to episode 56. This one's called Kiss Alive 3. Tommy, how the hell are you? What is up, everybody? It's just me and Zeus tonight. Uh, No special guest on this one. It's just us. So deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And uh, to set the mood, I lit a candle over here. And it's called Flynn Basement Scent. Oh, pew. It's got to smell like just rancid <laughs> friggin' basement ass. Oh, God. What's, oh. What is a basement ass? Ooh, you got basement ass. If you don't know what it is, then you've never smelt it before. You've never lived with it. You don't with know? Now you know. Um, yeah, it's because there was a thing in the Stonehill police log when we were in Flint basement as a group. And it said that there was a foul odor reported coming out of Flint basement. <laughs> and it was a weekend of like, you know, there was, it was like, I think that's when Philbo kicked over that big, huge plastic container of like all beer bottles and yeah. beer cans. And puke and whatever else was it. So he kicked it over and it went all down the stairs. It's like dip, beers, rotted beer. Yeah, it was puke, like our, it was like piss. our it was like our homemade like outhouse. <laughs> and it just ruined the whole building because outside of us, there was like two um two floors of like females living above us. And they all reported that like what the fuck stinks down there. No, the fe- no, 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 no. The females weren't there. Oh, wait, are you? Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. Forget it. That's forget when it, it came up with yes, in, in addition, yes, yes, in, into the school newspaper, and then we had the, what the Stonehill Gazette. I don't even know what the, <laughs> what the fuck was the name of the newspaper. <laughs> Ask the, Murph. I guarantee you, Murph will know this. Of course, he knows. Um, it. Was <laughs> it like the Chieftain Caller or whatever the something fucking so, stupid? And then we would have the Stonehill. Police come and what was your favorite policeman's name over there? The Stonehill Fun Cops, Fun Police. Cuff him. <laughs> that was his license that, plate. His license was, plate was C U F F E M. Cuff him. And I'm like, dude, you are campus security for a school with two thousand white kids in southern <laughs> I, Massachusetts. Irish Catholic school with right. nuns and priests running the facilities. Right. And Settle down, like, cuff them. 
And then yeah. they had, and then Rosie, and I was selling you earlier off camera. I think Rosie had a thing for me. I think I could have grabbed her fat ass and do a little, yeah. little, yeah. little ditty with her. Yeah. And then what did I say? I said, yeah, I think Rosie liked the same thing we did. So she would have been taking her friggin' nightstick and using it on you. <laughs> She'd always be, she'd, Seuss, what are you doing this way? Are you getting in trouble again? Like, get over here with that fat ass. <laughs> And then, and then when you said get over here with that fat ass, I think Bob <laughs> thought you were talking to him, Officer Bob. <laughs> he, 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 the, poor, the poor guy was like the nicest guy, but it's like imagine Newman he was like the being sweaty guy. Was he yeah, always like sweating? Like who had to get out of the car? I'm, all these I'm, steps. I'm, 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 imagine Newman being a campus cop. <laughs> <laughs> but Rosie was awesome. She fucking loved yeah. me. Get yeah. away with shit with that woman. So um, Murph, so Murph, I know you're listening. Your homework is to find out what the name of the Stonehill newspaper is. <laughs> Jimmy has that clip. He has it because he's texted it to us. Oh God! Right? It has the clip. We should post it. Foul stench reported in Flynn well, Basin. Well, speaking of things that you've kept, don't you actually still have the letter? That Stonehill sent you, like, kicking you off campus or something? <laughs> Which time? We had four spring weekends. Spring weekend is the weekend concert, right? Yeah. On yeah. campus and all that. Yeah. Four years I got kicked off campus for getting in trouble. Yeah. Four years in a row I was banned. Four years in a row so, I snuck on campus and went. So so you missed John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band where they performed. <laughs> but I did get to see who was that? De La Soul. De La Soul. And, uh, the Mighty Mighty Boston's, I think, that, they were once. Dude, that was good. They were who good. Else? There were some they, other, like. Oh, uh, they had They Might Be Giants. Terrible band. Um, Dinosaur cool. Jr.? Dinosaur Jr., yep. Right? Yep. Yep. Uh, not, uh, not, not bad for a small school. Not bad for yep, a small school. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyways, uh, there's your Stonehill update. <laughs> there's your Stonehill memory a minute. Yeah. Um, so we did something different. We decided and um, to drop our first bonus episode last uh, this week. Last week, we did it. What Wednesday? Today yeah. is Thursday. Right. We taped it Tuesday night late. I fucking edited it at midnight. I dropped it. Um, we had been talking about doing this for quite some time and, uh, me and Tom, like, we're like, okay, if we do this, we don't want to change it. We're a kiss podcast. We're not changing it from a kiss podcast. We're not going to be one of these podcasts. Ah, let's talk about something else this week. No, we're going to remain a kiss podcast, but we wanted to talk about something different. So let's keep our podcast every week kiss, but let's just throw in a bonus episode out of nowhere. And just drop that, and that will be non-kiss. And me and Tom were fucking thinking about, you know, let's make it a little bit different. Let's get a third host. And where did we go? We brought in the one and only Sonny Hollywood. Who the fuck is Poonie? <laughs> yeah, I mean, even our group text uh, morons that are on there with us, all of us, they didn't even know. We didn't even no. share it with them. Nope. And we had been planning this for a while. And uh, we are so happy to have Sonny on. I think he adds a different element between us. We're all very, very different. If you heard the episode, you'll see why. Yep. Um, and that was a ton of fun. We dropped Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction album review. I'll be honest with you. 
crazy numbers. Our numbers are still flying high today. Um, we got a lot of listeners, a lot and a lot of feedback and which is the stuff that we want conversation about music, mostly kiss, but we got a lot of feedback on this episode and it was a lot of fun doing it. We're going to be doing these once a month, random subjects and dropping it once a month. And when we do, we'll have Mr. Sonny on. Yeah. And it, and it, 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 it scratches that itch that we all have because we love, you know, hard rock, classic hard rock, you know, you know, and we love kiss obviously, but you know, this, you know, those bonus episodes allow us to talk about things, um, you know, cause we're not, we're not like some of the other, you know, we're not grown up rock like Steven and Sonny. We're not part of the hell like our friend Steve, you know, where they talk about everything. Um, but every once in a while we, we wanted to, we want to jump in and talk about the other things that, uh, that, that, that we're into. So, um, we we love that people were excited about it. You know, the people, the feedback was great and people enjoyed the episode. So that's great. Um, and like Zeus said, you know, they'll, they'll drop just randomly. Um, they could be album reviews. They could be discussions on who knows what, but, um, yeah, we're excited for those. Yeah. Who's got a hotter ass like Lita Ford or, uh, Paul Stanley. Exactly. It's perfect. That'll be a good one. Yep. I agree. That'll be one. Um, one thing that we forgot to do, and that is we wanted to give our sincere thank you. And that is to Tony from restrained. We said to him, Hey, we want to do a bonus thing, but we want to do a little bit of separate intro. Can you give us something that, uh, kiss like riff and holy shit. If that doesn't sound like it came off a kiss album from the seventies, I don't know. That was awesome. That was simple, simple little riff, but. The, f- the first thing I said when he did that for us, and, and Tony, thank you so much. And if you guys haven't checked out Restrained, follow them. They're on all the social medias. Check out their music. Um, but when he when he dropped that that clip for us, I, the li- literally the very first thing I said to myself, and then I said to Zeus and Tony, I'm like, this sounds like a like a seventies like rock and roll over like riff. Like that yep. could have been used on a song and, and you, you guys heard it. Zeus put together a, a clever little intro to that bonus episode and we dropped uh, Tony's riff and that was awesome. Yeah. So thank <clears throat> you so much, uh, Tony. It, yep. it, we really appreciate restrained. Please give those guys a listen. Well worth it. You will not be disappointed. I promise you. Yep. So um, besides that, we did, uh, polls. We're not going to talk about the bonus episode polls. We'll deal with that on the next bonus episode, but we did some other polls from our interview that we did in the previous week with Greg Prado and his awesome, awesome book, which I know a few people told us that they recently got and we're happy that our listeners took our advice and bought it. Um, you know, the kiss Unmasked book. Yeah. It, that Take episode was that episode was so much fun. Um, and that episode could have gone on forever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's a, um, he's an excellent writer. The, the, I, like we talked about on that episode, the book is just a great read for especially a mind like mine with ADD. It's got sections. It's got different parts. It's got people giving reviews. It's got, you know, s- small little breakdowns of genes, you know, a movie career. It's got, you know, breakdowns of, uh, you know, concert tours. It's got breakdowns of uh, uh, what else has it got there? Now I'm drawing a blank. It talks about all their um, long and short form videos. They're like home video releases. Talks about, um, 
you know, what all the other uh, members of Kiss were doing in the 80s. You know, like yep. like what was eight? What was Ace doing? What was Vinny doing when he left the band? What was Peter doing? It's it's just really a, an awesome book, and I think the thing that makes it extra unique um, is that there's not another book like it. There's yeah. no other book that that just tears apart the non makeup era album by album. It's just it's and uh, you know we we thank Greg for coming on because it was a lot of fun talking to him about that. Yeah, and, and, uh, yeah, yeah and the, it goes right it, into this subject, right? Yeah, exactly. Perfect timing. Yeah. So we did a couple polls, you know, episode related polls on that. Um, we talked about favorite um, members from that era. And uh, once again, Eric Carr just getting the the love that he deserves. Now, I love Eric Carr. Bruce is my guy. Um, and I was I was a little bit surprised that Eric Carr slaughtered him on Facebook <laughs> in the poll. Um, it, it, he, he crushed him. And then on Twitter, um, this was a. a pleasant surprise the lovely carrie stevens commented on the poll uh in regards to the episode and uh she just had some wonderful things to say about eric anybody who's not familiar with carrie stevens uh her and eric uh were together in the 80s um so she she chimed in and that was nice to see that she had some kind things to say about eric as she always does so that was that was a nice surprise to see that on twitter for sure yeah um and you know, to add to this um, episode, it's another reason to get Greg's book. He has a great section here on Kiss Alive Three. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So, in addition to the the polls, um, and we have also a concert coming up this Saturday, don't we? That's right. Yeah. So this episode is dropping on Saturday, and it's that night. We will be there for the opening of the U.S. leg of the tour, Manchester, New Hampshire, February 1st. The first uh, performance of Mr. David Lee Roth. Uh, We are just beaming with excitement. And um, to make the excitement a little bit more, um, a story that dropped uh, earlier this week or last week, Tommy Thayer said in an interview that we can expect some changes in the set list. Um, I'd be curious to be curious to see what that means. Um, I'm not getting my hopes up that, you know, I stole your love is going to be added. I would love it, but I just have a bad feeling that something like hotter than hell or something just fucking brutal is going to be dropped in the set list. But (laughs) I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm excited because it's the first show. So it's not like we can cheat and go to setlist.com like everybody does. Yeah, so let's 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 say okay. You guessed one. Guess three songs that could be played put on. Okay. All jokes aside, I do think "I Stole Your Love" would be will be added. Okay, okay. "I Stole I Your think, Love" and I heard "Hotter Than Hell." Would you say I, that? I, I, I think they'll add that. Um, I think that they'll add something from the eighties. Um, I don't know. They have well, they do. They do. Heaven's on fire. They do lick it up. Um, I don't. I, I would. I'd like to see unholy, or something from. Reve- I'd like to see something from revenge. Okay, so here's what I suggest. Okay, I I too think for some reason unholy might make its way back. Yep. Um, I think they might do something <laughs> else. Which, see, my opinion, and I I fortunately agree with you. Maybe hotter than hell will yep. pop in because it's a classic. I, 
Yeah, and it's easy. It's not going to strain on Paul. But I think if they're going to do three different songs, two of those will be Gene. Because it makes sense. Yeah, they're yeah. adding more to Paul because <clears throat> they might have to add something else and it messes with things. They don't want to do that. So I would probably guess maybe Unholy. What if they go off the charts and put in fits like a glove? Something yeah. that they haven't done in years, but they used to. And they, you know they can play it. I'm hope. I mean, honestly, I'm hoping for something. I'm, I, this, is what I'm, this is what I'm envisioning. That when we're at the show, we're all like, holy shit, I can't believe they're playing fits like a glove. As opposed to us being like, oh my god. They're playing fucking let me know or whatever. You know what I mean? I would love to hear let me no, know. I know. I, I would love to hear anything different. Add right. a couple songs. I would love if I'm shocked. And this might make sense, Tom. What if they did Larger Than Life and It's My Life? Yeah, maybe. I mean, they they right? did two songs they just did on the cruise. They did on the cruise. To feel it out and hear what they can. What the crowd will go. What the crowd. The crowd will react. If they and did then maybe one of, if they did either one of those, that would be mind blowing because those are the deepest of deep cuts. Especially, it's my life. So what about if then Tommy goes back, guys? Did you hear that? They fucking love that. The internet's loving this. I say we play these. Maybe. Yeah. No. <laughs> Maybe. But you're right. I think I think one of the things it's it's one I think one of the changes that you can guarantee is that I think a Paul song will be taken off and a Gene song will be added. Yeah. Well, there'll be an addition if they change three songs. There'll be a plus Gene in, in yeah in songs. That's my that's my, our opinion, I guess. Um, but it's yep. interesting. By the way, Kiss Cruise tickets are supposedly seventy percent <coughs> sold out. I am still. I got put on the way. I've never gone. I'm still trying to convince Tommy who's not going to go, but uh, I guess I get pick my cabin on February 4th, but I might be still looking for a cabin mate. Oh, I God. promise. No, I want, I want you episodes on the cruise because I think the cruise would have to dock somewhere or like <laughs> we got to pull away. People are going to think they got the fucking coronavirus. It's just fucking Zeus's ass is just destroying the boat. <laughs> but Anybody that's decent and normal and wants to send me a headshot. Dude, no one, no one listening. Forget it. I won't even say it. Don't spit it out. I was just going to say no one listening is decent enough or normal enough where you're going to want to spend a week with them in a room. <laughs> They're probably saying there's nobody I want. I don't want to spend a week with him anyways. That's true. And if that you're too. normal and we're and you're cool, maybe we'll put you on the episode too. Oh, right God. on the kiss cruise. Oh, Jesus. So Here we go. Let me know. I'm still looking for a cabin mate or shipmate or whatever the fuck you guys call it there. <sighs> um, and uh, that's probably it for the news, right? Well, one other thing. So oh, okay. a story that broke. I think this story broke like last week, like right after we recorded. Did it, did it the, break uh, like the wind? She's like the wind. <laughs> she's like the wind. <laughs> uh, I that song it was big in the 80s. So the official Kiss social media um, posted something that got people a little titillated. They're going to be doing an official documentary that should be uh, prepared. Yes, for re- that's right. Preparing for release by the end of 2020, and they're looking for input from fans to see if fans have any, uh, you know, photos, videos, or um, whatever. I saw something on one of the social media posts 
I don't know if it's, this is wasn't verified, but somebody made it sound like it was going to be like a box set type of documentary. So I, I don't know. I know we've talked about that on our Christmas wish list. We talked about collections of concerts and documentaries and stuff. That would be amazing. I don't know, but it looks like that it, it Kiss is officially behind it. So that's pretty cool. But it's like A and E biography, which isn't A and E did used to do the big those big biographies, which yeah. would be like an hour long. Yeah. Okay. Right. And I think it was great that you put a post out and you retweeted the Kiss post, and then you what did you say? Oh, um, the the post said the definitive Kiss documentary is coming, and then I retweeted it and I said, "We'll decide if it's definitive or not." And why are we deciding and what's the difference between what they're going to do and what we say is going to happen? Why? I'm trying to get this out of you. I'm, I don't know. Go ahead. I'm saying because is it a, the Paul version oh, of yeah, Kiss yeah, yeah. Well, or is it the real version of Kiss? Is well, it the Paul sanctioned version of Kiss? Because we all know there ain't going to be anything negative. If there's any, if it's the Paul version, it's the four guys we did it together, and we beat the odds for the love of rock and roll. That's gonna be. Or it. is it? Or is it gonna be? Yeah, you know, we started off as a band, but you know, we got better. Those guys were drinking. We started getting sensitive. People getting pissed off. Well, blah blah look, blah blah. And what's Paul the and Gene, real truth? I know it's 2020, but Paul and Gene in the past, specifically Extreme Close Up, they have talked about. The breakup of Ace and Peter and why. So, and don't forget, Paul and Gene never miss an opportunity to shit on those guys or throw a little pitchfork into them. So, I don't think they're going to spend a lot of time, but there's going to be a lot of the, uh, you know, all for one and one for all bullshit. But they'll they'll talk about Ace and Peter and Vinny and et cetera, et cetera. They will. Yeah. And are you going to let them say something though back? No. (laughs) <laughs> that's no, that's definitely not happening. That's my point. Oh no, so yeah, right. What version is gonna be said? The Paul sanctioned kiss story or the real kiss story? No, you're gonna get the you're gonna get the state house news report from Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. And me and Stephen Michael, when he was on, we talked about this, even though you might not like the Eagles, go watch the history of the Eagles DVD, which is so fascinating. Yep. Because on there, Glenn Fry, Don Henley, they allowed the other guys to speak. The funny thing is about it, Glenn Fry doesn't realize what a complete dick he comes across and what an asshole he is. Like the things he would say, and he's like, dude, you look like an asshole. I feel bad for them. They were right. He didn't give a fuck. But, yeah, but Paul and Gene Beach. Paul and Gene do the same no thing. They, way. No, no, but what, what I mean by that is sometimes Paul and Gene think they're being so magnanimous and kind. And then me and you are like, What does does Gene know he sounds like a dick right now? Like, not even close to that. No. Oh, I'm no, sure but I'm just not. saying. But I, but at least Doug, he said, "Okay, you throw your shit out, I'll throw mine out." And the other guys, the other two guys, were like, "Well, no, you know this and that," and they were trying to be gracious. And Glenn Fry was just a dick. Yeah. So whereas I, you know, he, but he gave them the chance to be a dick back to him. He didn't care. Yeah. Are they going to let Paul and Ace? I mean, Peter and Ace have their say on? Untarnished, or they're gonna let him be like, "Fuck you, you can't say that." Fuck you, cut that out. No, you can't say that. I, I, put it this way: it, it, this will never. If Peter and Ace are in are are in it, you can bet your ass it will be controlled and edited. Yeah, that's so, my point. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Um, 
Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Anything else? No. Oh, Let's uh, get to this friggin' album review. Yeah, this is our first live album review, which will be a little bit different than our regular album reviews, correct? That's right. That's right. So before we get into this, uh, let's take a quick break because uh, somebody lit up this place like a damn Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> The concert was so packed, Tom, I couldn't move, so I just grabbed the piss cup. Oh, gross. Speaking of that, last weekend I was in Arlington. I was watching my nephew's game. I run into an old high school friend of mine, and he's like, Suze, we were, I swear to God, I was just talking to you this, about you this weekend. Remember the time I, was, I went and visited you at Stonehill, and oh, I was no. telling people, oh, you guys used to be pissing cups. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, mean, yeah. Meanwhile, there's like other people now who have kids that are in, at the high school hockey game. So I'm talking to my high school friends with us with kids playing. Oh, and we're geez. like, yeah. And they're like, the girls are like, you used to do that? I'm like, yeah, we was just pissing cups. Oh. Like, what would you do with the piss? Well, I wouldn't drink it. I would throw it out outside or, my window. Or I would wait for my friend Philbo to spill it in the hallway. <laughs> piss cups. <laughs> <laughs> he said he goes he described <sighs> it like this he goes he would be talking to you ca- carrying on a casual conversation while he would hold a pit a cup underneath and piss in it while he was talking to you i'm like yeah that sounds about right dude you just sounded like that friggin' lady in the jerky boys he was pulls large furniture from his ass <laughs> out of his ass <laughs> but that was funny that was great uh, all right memory lane and piss cups um so kiss alive three as we always do buddy we always go to our first memories and thoughts go ahead buddy all right this is good because i this is another album where i have an explicit memory so i so this came out in uh what 1993 uh, may may of 93 
So I remember now back then May 18th, Thomas, May 18th, or else if you don't get that correct, who's coming after you? The release police will be after us. We'll be fucked. All right, we're going to leave that one alone. Pull over. So back then it was hard to it was hard to keep up with like with music like you didn't have like what you had today the internet it was either magazines or whatever so at the time i was i was a kiss fan but i wasn't like oh my god what's up where with kiss we? where were you then what do you mean where was i you were at where when this came out stonehill that's right no with me, but right but right but this but when i got this okay okay i went to the Arsenal Mall in Watertown. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Where you can hear 15 languages within a one foot walk in the in the area. You'll hear it all this that, within an earshot. That, that's true. Yeah. And that yep. mall had that mall had a record store. Might have been a Sam Goody or something. Watertown. Oh yeah. And I remember walking in there and I was like, holy fuck, Kiss Alive 3? What? This is unbelievable. So I bought the CD, and I remember I think it was one of the first CDs I ever played in my new Sony CD player in my car. Yeah! And and at the time, well, not at the time, I will say, spoiler to this day, I loved it when I got it because it was a different mix. You know, we'll get we'll get into that, but that, that was my first memory and uh, experience with Kiss Alive 3. What about you? Um, I remember it because I just made a new friend named Tomas and yeah. you got into Kiss and Kiss uh, Revenge and all of a sudden now Kiss again started becoming like the go-to band. Although we were both had our own little like things I, I was into like Nirvana, you, you were in Pearl Jam and I still had my country music, you had your hip-hop stuff me and you both merged with Kiss and yeah. then we started focusing in on that. We started getting uh, what do you call it um, the greatest video of all time, Extreme Close Up, and then Kiss Alive three, and we start. And I just remember playing it constantly with you in our in Flynn basement. That's right. Um, Kiss Alive three, and that's my first memory of it. And then I just remember dissecting this shit all the time, and we played a lot of it. Yep. So the big thing for me with Kiss Alive three. And I broke this thing down, Tom, because I got nothing better to do. <laughs> a lot of these songs were the first version of these songs that I've ever heard live. Oh, absolutely. So for yeah. Me, I, I did get into Kiss uh, Animalized Live Uncensored. But the thing with that is I didn't own it at the time. Because remember, yeah, buying, see, I, those, buying those VHSs were like, you know, 80 bucks you would buy for a VHS. I I think I had a taped version. I'm not sure. I think I might have had the two VCRs lined up so you can tape it. Yep. Um, yep. But really, this was the first version of a lot of these songs that I heard. So I was dying to hear what these songs sounded like live. Yeah. No, I I agree. And I think that's why I've said it before. If you've been listening to our show, I I praise Kiss Alive 3 up and down. I think it's one of the most underappreciated live album slash compilation albums in the, in the catalog. Um, it, for that reason, um, 
you know, the, 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 the track listing is, is great. And you and the exposure that we had to some of these songs, um, it was, it was just awesome. And, and, and just getting back to that, ex- that experience when I was at that record store, you know, forgive me for sounding like the old man that I am, but those moments were just th- th- that those kinds of memories were just fucking insane, man. When you walk into a record store, you know, tower records, which the one I used to go to is gone now, but mm-hmm. you'd walk in you'd walk in and you'd be like, Holy shit. I didn't know friggin' Pearl jam's new album is already out. This is awesome. I'm going to get it. You know, like, like it was just, it was just a surprise and kiss and kiss. Nobody was really paying attention to kiss at this time. I mean, they, the, the, the revenge wave was still kind of, kind of gone by then. Cause revenge had come out about a year ago. Yeah. Um, so just seeing this and grabbing it. And like you said, hearing some of these songs live for the first time was like, Whoa. Yeah. For me, I think I may have got this at the tower records near uh, Boylston and Commonwealth have that oh, yeah. big one that used to be yeah. four floors. Oh, right. That place is amazing. Yep. Yeah. So I picked it up there. I used to go there all the time because you know how, what a big Elvis guy I am. Yep. And so there would always be these different compilations of Elvis stuff. And just that thing of going into a record store, like with four floors and just being able to go through the CDs and be like, oh, shit, I don't have this one and finding something. It is a thousand times better than going on Amazon or yep. clicking through and go, oh, let me get this on Spotify. There's something about flipping through something and then seeing the album cover and the art and taking the physical product home with you. And I and know that you always having it and hold it in your hand. And I and I know that you 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 poke fun and a lot of people do and I don't fault them for doing it. But I think that's one of the reasons for the resurgence in the popularity of vinyl is that you you can go to a record store, especially there's, there's a place near me that I stopped by. I posted some on social media. It's on my way home. It's off of 495 in Littleton called the Vinyl Vault. It's this tiny place, but you go in there and all the vinyl is, it's in sections, like an old-fashioned record store, rock, metal, pop, country, and you flip through the albums and you pick it up and you're like, holy shit, like, and you get that feeling back of going into a record store. And I think, I think obviously, like you've said it before, vinyl, it's not the most convenient way to listen to music, but I think it, it brings you back to being able to collect something and physically listen to it, you know? Yeah, and I'm okay with that part, Tom. All I'm saying yeah. is CDs. I'd rather buy right. CDs flipping nope. through that than vinyl. Right. But right. the fact that you're going through and flipping through and seeing what's there is That's huge. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Kiss Alive 3 back then was at the height of still CDs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, and yep. picking this stunt thing up was fantastic. Yep. So, let's take a look at the album art. When you saw this, what did you think? Well, I like you overwhelmed, underwhelmed. Um, I, I I definitely was not overwhelmed. Underwhelmed would be a strong word. Um, I did like that it was a black background with the huge Kiss logo, the huge Alive, and the huge Three, and that. It was all the letters were filled in with with concert footage photos. So I mm-hmm. thought I thought that I thought that was it's not a bad cover. Um, it stands out. It's bold. Um, but yeah, it's okay. What, what what do you think of it? Yeah. Um, I didn't like the fact that like, yeah, it looks like it's big and stuff. But look what it's comparing to. Oh, and absolutely. Somebody sit there and go. These ones were close up of the band. The previous two. Right. Or, you know, the gatefold of, of Kiss Alive 2 in the covers of Gene looking all fucking battered up. 
um, Kiss Alive won that image. This is, eh, eh. You, know, you know what they should have done. So if you flip over the the little CD booklet, okay, that picture of the band Gene with his fist in the air, the Statue of Liberty in the background, okay. Yep. If you flip back to the front cover, that picture is in the K in the I of Kiss. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I know. I know. That should have been the entire cover, I think. Okay. Yeah. That 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 group photo, because then above it, if you look at that picture, it's all lights. So you could have put the word kiss there. That yeah. should have been that should have you're right. They Blow should have had that a up or something. Yep. Yeah. 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 So it's not bad. That. It's not it's not bad, but yeah. It's okay. Then you have the kind of trying to do emulate kiss alive with this. Yes. With, when oh. we're dead and gone, how are we remembered? Only by what we leave behind. If talk is cheap, action is worth its weight in gold and platinum. Alive 1, 2, and now Alive 3 will be our testament, our monument to us, to you, and the invincibility of rock and roll. Gene, Paul, Bruce, and Eric. Okay, so there's an homage to the first Kiss Alive. And then you look in that group photo, and you're wondering, why the fuck is Eric Singer a member of Alice in Chains? (laughs) (laughs) It almost... If you like, it looks like, looks, like Jerry, looks, like, looks like Jerry Cantrell. I mean, like, yeah. And he's got like short shorts, hairy legs, and his arm between his leg almost looks like his schlong is hanging out of those fucking. <laughs> yeah, it just looks stupid. Yeah. And then Paul with his potted hair on the side. And, and, and his raised eyebrow, like he's confused that somebody's taking his picture. He's like, what? And Gene with that. I think this is the like the fat gene phase, right? I don't know. I think he looks pretty good there. Oh, I think he looks all right. I, I like it. I like it. But then, yeah. but then you. So then you get this. The only awesome, one looks normal is Bruce. Yeah, Bruce is like, well, what am I doing here right now? But then, then you open it up, so you get yeah. you got the you got this the cool little booklet. Yeah, so before you, you go inside, yeah. before you no, go, go too far. Yeah, go ahead. Are you talking about this part? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So you open up the booklet and you got some pretty cool pictures um, of the band. I think you got a absolutely kick-ass picture of non-makeup Gene. So he's breathing fire and he has like this huge cross in his hand. That's fucking awesome. Nice action photo of Bruce, Paul, and Eric. And then um, in the background, you got some classic pictures of uh, just throughout the entire career of Kiss. Some makeup pictures. Um, you know, it looks like maybe some concert posters, um, you know, some of those posters I picked up the originals, you know, way back in about 92, 93, um, you know, but I I think actually they called me to put them in this booklet, but yeah, you know, uh, and then you want to get into it. You forgot to go. (laughs) And then you want to get into it when we flip it open. Yeah. So the pictures, by the way, these pictures of the band, um, you know, Gene breathing fire is pretty cool, right? Yeah, love Bruce it. in the guitar photo is pretty cool. Eric is there and the drums. Paul is got well, I don't know what he's got there going on, like a little vest and a tank top that goes down to his nipples. What the fuck is that look? It just, <laughs> just. <sighs> God bless you, Paul. But Jesus, all right, yes. open it up and what do you got? What do you got Op- there? 
opening it up. So you open it up, and then on the on the before we get into the cool thing here, on the right side, you got all the credits, and then uh, down the middle, you got some old um, looks like like tour book, like tour book covers or like you know tour promos. You know, you get Dynasty Love Gun. Uh, what do we got? Like a, a Japanese tour looks like Crazy Nights, and then uh, you know Creatures of the Night, Hot in the Shade, Revenge, all that stuff. Then you get the credits now. I don't know if you picked up on this little mistake that they made. Where is that, buddy? So they so you get the track listing one through sixteen, and then underneath that, in very very small lettering, they tell you what uh, what album each song is from. Yeah. So you know it says you know Heaven's on Fire is from Animalize. Lick it up is from Lick it up. Forever is hot in the shade. I was made for loving you is from Dress to Kill. Oops. <laughs> Yeah, my the version I have of this CD is corrected. Oh no shit. Okay. Yeah, so mine does say that uh watching you's from Hotter Than Hell and it does say that I was made for loving you from Dynasty. Oh, okay. So yeah, mine's fucked up because um but that's the way says, it is. It is fucked up. Yeah, because mine says Deuce and Watching You are from Kiss and I was made for loving you was dressed to kill. Yeah. So but yeah. you want to you want to talk about the, uh, the, the the really interesting thing on this uh, gatefold opening? Um, yeah the the breakdown of the family kiss tree. Yeah. Um, real interesting stuff. Except that they spell they never corrected this when uh, Eric Singer is in Black Sabbath. Uh, I don't think he's in Black Sabbath with Tommy Iommi. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's right. right. Yep. Um. Yep. But that was quite interesting. Yeah, it kind of breaks down. Like it, it, it's pretty cool. It starts all the way back from when Paul Stanley was in Uncle Joe, <laughs> and uh, you know, Uncle it breaks Freddy. The, uh, Uncle Freddy died. Um, it's pretty cool. I mean, if if you know, I mean, if you're listening to us, you know, you have this. Uh, but if you haven't looked at it in a while, if you haven't picked it up, um, take a look at it. It's pretty interesting. You know, I mean, you're talking 27 years later. It's, it's pretty cool to go back and look at this family tree and see. You. And and again, you go look at who the fuck Eric, Eric Singer played with. The fucking guy was with Black Sabbath, Gary Moore, Badlands, Alice Cooper. I mean, God, the guy's just what, what a what a resume he had before he joined the band. Absolutely. Yep. Um, but this is interesting. You have the albums, the songs. There's some pictures of the albums that these things came off of and the tours. Yep. I mean, I like it. And, yeah. um, you know, I, the inside I find to be more pleasurable than the outside of this yeah. album. Okay? You could see, I mean, they put put it this way. You could see they took some time and they put some effort into this gatefold. You know, they, t- they took some time into it. So I, I think it's cool. I think it's interesting if you look at it from another angle – that they're acknowledging and kind of really paying respect to the history of the band by putting that family tree on there. Yeah. You know, some, you know, you could tell Paul and Gene's attitudes were a little bit different at this time. Cause I can't picture Paul and Gene in 2020 talking about, you know, the origin of some of the lineups. Um, but having them do this in 93 was pretty cool. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. a couple more things now that we talked about the album. Okay. Yeah. So the album released May 18th, 93. It was recorded from November 27th through November 29th, 1992. Why it took so long to come out in 93, who knows? 
reported in Cleveland, Detroit, and Indianapolis. Uh, they did release I Love It Loud. It hit number 22 in the U.S. mainstream rock charts. Uh, it went gold. It peaked at number nine. Um, obviously produced by Kiss and who else? Eddie Kramer. They brought him back. Yep. Yep. And um, yep. Kiss and Eddie Kramer. And they. the one other thing I want to add to this, they had Derek Sharanian yep. as the keyboardist. Yep. A fellow Grecian slash Armenian mobster. And if he's Armenian, how come he's not born in the capital of Armenia, Watertown, Mass? <laughs> what, you mean the Arsenal Mall? Yeah. Watertown, Mass, the capital of Armenia. Yep. Um, he was in Dream Theater, Ingwe Malmsteen, Alice Cooper. And he talks about that his guitar, his 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 keyboard style is like a guitar type of sound, which makes sense because you don't really hear keyboards in this track, but you right. hear more guitar. So he's probably adding some of that to it. Yep. Um, so he's on there as credited as a keyboard. And we talked about him. We, I think we brought him up very briefly last week because Greg, Greg Prado talks about Derek Sherinian in his uh, yep. take it off book with his contributions yep. that he yep. did with the kiss. Now, the one other thing I'm going to add in uh, when I do on this review, I should have probably talked to you about it before we go live and just air it on the air. But oh, go ahead. Um, the Japanese, European, and South American version of this has Take It Off. Guess what other version has Take It Off? The Kiss Alive box set. And guess what other version has Take It Off? <laughs> what? The version that I have ordered online that you make fun of, the U.S. Vinyl. That's anyway. right, baby. It has taken off. What now? Here's the question, and we said this before: Why the fuck is the U.S. version <laughs> always the worst in these compilations? Right? Just why? Like the greatest Kiss was. How about the How about the Japanese version of the Kiss Unplugged, which got got to use? Why don't we have that? Yep. All those other unreleased stuff. Why how the much fuck do, we, do they always cut us short? How much do we love Take It Off? Why oh would you leave that God. off? The, why would you leave that off the U.S. CD, but then put it on the U.S. vinyl? I think I have more comments ready for that part when we go break down these songs oh, than anything God. else. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's the only other section I wanted to uh, bring up. So okay. now that we got that out of the way, you ready to break down these songs? Let's do it. Okay. Track number one is Creatures of the Night. Okay. Go ahead, buddy. Your thoughts. Well, what's the first thing you notice when you put on this CD? That they say, all right. Oh, wait a minute. They don't? They do not do that. Why? I, 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 honestly, I, rem- I remember to this day when I first bought Kiss Alive 3, I put it on and I hear the crowd and I'm like, what the fuck? They just went right into Creatures of the Night. No, you wanted the best. You got the best. What? I'm like, oh. Just kind of talk about not acknowledging your history. And then at the same time, they put a fucking family tree inside the liner notes that tells about their history. So <laughs> look, I'll, I'll get this. I'll get this right off the bat here. The thing, I, the thing that makes this album to me sound fucking awesome is Eric Singer's drums throughout the entire album. I love, love the way they sound, the way they were recorded and creatures of the night. It's not an all-time favorite song for me. I like it. I like it. I had it on my top 10 openers, so I like it. Mm-hmm. I think it sounds fucking phenomenal on this album. Um, so I I do that's one of my notes here. Obviously, they start off without 
you know, you wanted the best. Um, I have a big point that I say, you know, uh, the drums, the fireworks as they start off. Yep. And if you hear the drums, it's almost like it's a drum machine. The it is insane, the drums on that, right? Yep. Holy Christ. Yep. And then what I like is the here is like, if you think of like stereotypical cliche Paul stuff, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, in the middle of the song, all of a sudden, yeah, how you doing, people? Oh my god, oh, that's like perfect, Paul. <laughs> that that is that's like that's like the that's like the stuff that we do as a joke, but he did it for real in this. Yeah, Paul's yep. go-to phrase. How yep. you doing, people? Yep, I got people. my. I got my 15-year-old son does that. He can't wait for Saturday night to hear. How you doing, Manchester? <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, now, now forget, forget about the sound, et cetera. What do you think of the selection of that being an opener? Um, so I'm a little, I'm a little um, uh, confused. Me too. Because for a little bit, Creatures and I did open some of their stuff. But if we're going to go, hey, we're not going to go, excuse me, we're not going to do the, it's got to be all new songs, stop, and which they should have because they have plenty of choices. Okay. So we'll if get you're into not going to do that, then why wouldn't you open with DRC or Deuce? You know, all right, you're going to open up Creatures of the Night, something different. All right, I'll give them credit for being bold. But if you're going to do that, then you should have stuck with all songs that aren't on other live albums. Either that or why not open this is the revenge tour. Why aren't you opening up with Unholy? Or 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 or, or something off revenge. I mean, I look, I like Creatures of the Night. I just think it's a very curious opener. But they did do it in the past, but I mean it, it works. I mean I think I think it has um you know, I think I think it works as an opener. I don't mind it. It's just an interesting selection. Because yeah. then what do they go right into after that? Yeah, so then they go into Deuce right into it. Yep. Um, and then obviously there's twice you hear Gene. He always does this. <laughs> Deuce. I want to hear you. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, now one of the things I try to do is hear the versions of Deuce versus Deuce Alive. I did the same thing with Watching You. Yep. Um, you know the guitar tone is you can tell is very different. Oh, it's Bruce. I love it. I love it. I can't, you know, I like this version. I don't know if I like it better than Alive. I don't know if I like it, but it's certainly not like, oh, this version sucks. I, I love the, the song. They the, they can't do it wrong. Right. I haven't heard a bad version of this. They do a great version of it now. They did a great version of it in the 90s. They do a great version of it in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, a great so song. For me, I'm happy with this version. I like it. Yeah. The See, drums the thing are about great. Yeah, I mean it's a great song. So it's a great song is a great song. It's always going to sound good. Um, yeah. But I think the thing about this album and like Deuce is a perfect example. First of all, it's the '90s. Second of all, you got Bruce and Eric, and this album just sounds so thick and heavy. They sound like a heavy band, like not just they 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 sound like more than just Kiss. They sound like a like like a hard rock. I'm not going to say heavy metal. But they sound like a hard, heavy rock band. And you can feel that on all of these songs. And they, they give that treatment to Deuce. And I think that it just sounds so different than the, the version on Alive. Yeah, um, that, that is true. 
I like this. This is a more hard rock, heavy metal, more version of any of the other two live albums. And yep. this like a hard, um, heavy metal, a metal version of Dues. Yeah. And then, of course, in the middle, Tom, he says it again. How you doing, people? Oh Let me God. hear ya. Now, do we now do we want to get into like the questionable how quote unquote live this album is? Pick the songs that you think stick out. I named this. I did it a few times. Um, I feel like this one is live. I don't have a question on this one no, I don't because either. I think they're they're they've done this so many times. It's not difficult for them to yeah. To really fix or anything like that. There's there's more that I do think. Yeah, that and I'll, might be. And and I'll go on record as saying, I don't give a shit if they. Yeah, there's not a I'm single not playing that game. I no, get, there's I not there's saying. not a single live album out there by any artist where they hit the record button and then sell it in the record store. They're all they're all industry studio tweaks. So enough of that. Yeah. But anyway. So it's not a big deal to me. No. Um. You know, I think that um, the song, the drums, just keep that going. Yep. Um, you know, and then it just says, what does he say afterwards? Uh, we are honored to be here tonight. Settle and down, then- Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's time for the good, oh. the bad, and the ugly. And then what what is that? Talking? What are you talking about, Paul? Yeah, I don't understand the context of it. I don't either. You and they go, and then I just want to. I just want to what? <laughs> so, you know, I still, I, I, for everybody out there listening, you could tell I still got this goddamn cough. It won't go away. Bronchitis. Bronchitis is a hell of a drug. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I mean, I, I love the song. I love the addition to it. Um, in the set list. And again, you know, it's heavy on revenge cause it's a revenge tour. But, um, I think, you know, I'll say this now. I think Paul sounds unbelievable on this album. I mean, I know people rave about his, his like late eighties vocal <laughs> prowess, but I think, I think he sounds fucking phenomenal in this album. Um, like I'm with you on that. Yeah. Uh, I think that, um, he does a great version and, you know, but the best part is that the stage banter is still there. Yeah. So in the middle of this, you know, there's a magic word. And that word is oops. Oh, yeah. He goes, oops. Yeah, and, uh, like you know, typical 80s, just the drum. And then Paul starts saying, yep. and then the crowd starts doing the F in the middle of the chorus in the breakdown. Um and you know, I couldn't believe they did the they did the Bob Ezrin breakdown in version. I think I thought they would skip that in a live. I, yeah, version. yeah, I agree. That that doesn't translate well live. Yeah. So it, this it, would be just, a great this would be a great song for them to throw on the end of the road tour. Oh, I agree with you. I mean, with that, you know, the I just want to fuck getting the crowd into that. Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then it just goes right into. Love that. I love oh. that. So my favorite, my, fa- yeah. Yeah, my, my favorite non-makeup song, one of my all-time favorite Gene songs, but I love how it just goes right into that bass that, and then it just kicks in. And I'll say it again, fucking Bruce just just killing that riff. It just sounds so damn good. It, it, I just, it's just awesome. Yeah, I think that is fantastic. So, you know, and supposedly the song is extremely difficult 
to play live and do the bass. Yes. Yeah, we talked right? about that. Yeah, we talked about that, I think, on uh, Kiss Confidential. Yeah. Yep. And um, the guitar sounds awesome on this version. Like, oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, I was so looking forward to when I got this CD, what this what Unholy would sound like yep. live. Yep. And then they go into, here's a song. You probably know this one by the beginning. Song's got a beginning there where you go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that one. Oh, God. <laughs> Goes like this. And then Paul hits that beginning little vocal thing he does perfectly. 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 Yep. Exactly. And I, now I don't think I, that sounds live. He's still yep. doing it. It's not exactly like the, it's not like taken from the studio version, but he hits it like almost the same. Yeah. That, so, no, his, his voice is spectacular on this song, on the whole album, but he, he sounds great on this. So this is I that, I, I, I'll say right now I, I don't know what it is. I this is this is one song I'm just not a huge fan of the live version of it. Even so when they, a, yeah, even when they do, no, even when they do it on the end of the road, I think we talked about that. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Um so there's something and I don't know, I want to save this towards the end where we break this down as a whole. Okay. I'm, I'm going to skip the part that I want to talk about All right. That. All right. All right. So I I mean it's a, you know, Heaven's on Fire. Look at yourself in 93, having not ever heard Heaven's on Fire oh live. Right, right. So then they go into Watching You, which is one of my favorite songs that riff is unmistakable. But, you know, I played today back to back, and I'm not a musician, so I don't have any musicians here. Back to back, I had them one on top of the other. Watching You live, a live one, Watching You live three. It's got a fuller sound. I can't explain it. Like more, like you said, like modern metal, more of a song. Great version either way. But there's also that almost like, do you know, remember one of my favorite Guns N' Roses, if not the favorite uh, Guns N' Roses song was that song Locomotive. Yeah. Where that Slash does that guitar. Where it's yeah, where he's like, like doing the. Yeah, it's almost like the real, the. And you can there's hear a Bruce. lot of that on watching yep. you, yep. you Bruce, Bruce does that you do not hear that on a live one. Yep. Listen for it, guys, when you hear watching you from Kiss Alive 3. Um, it's surprisingly very similar. This version of this song, I'll, I'll, I'll save it for the end, but unbelievable version of this song. Eric's drums on this, the way he is just, I, I don't know. I, I know maybe some people might not be crazy about the sound of it, but I, I think it's just, oh. So good in this. Yeah, I think uh, I'm with you on it, buddy. I think it's a great version. Yep. Is it better than the other one? I don't know, but it's not worse. Like, you know what I mean? I think they're no. just both. It's different. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. It's yeah. different. Yeah. Um, then it goes right into Domino. Yeah, it's um I mean, I love I love the song. I don't know how good it is. I don't know how good it is live. But again, it's a revenge tour, so I, I don't I don't fault them for putting on there. It was a hit, you know. Well, quote unquote hit for them, so it was good. I mean, I, I like the. I, I'm never going to complain about hearing Domino. I wish they yeah. added. I'll, I'll say it again. I wish they added to the end of the road. I'd like to yeah. hear this again. You're back at the, um, you know, okay, they're doing this after the revenge tour, so you'll never heard this song before live, yeah. and we we'll never hear it again. So yep. it's interesting, right? And we yep. we like it because. You know, we didn't have it before. Yep. Um, so Domino, and then there's the part with Gene. You don't pick it up so much in the 
studio version where Gene goes, do it, do it. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Right before yeah. the solo. Yep. Um, anyways, and you know what else I found funny? Is, you know, the part where you just, that bitch bends over. I yep. forget my name. I can't believe he did that with the, like a straight face, not realize how ridiculous that sounds. Know. You know why I'm saying that? Because I've got a million versions of Elvis singing million things live. You know, the famous song, are you lonesome? Yeah. Right. When it comes to the live version, all those live versions, he laughs. He can't even do it. It's so, <laughs> I wonder if you're lonesome tonight. Cause he knows you know, the like, world is a stage. It's, yeah. it's, it's so stupid. Yeah. Like he just can't even do it. So he always makes jokes and he'll be like, Laughing at it, it's just so. Gee, I couldn't believe he would say. It. I thought he would like, like, just skip that part or just or make no, it a joke. But he's all serious about it. I forget my name. You know, like Gene thinks his lyrics are like poetry <laughs> at this time. <laughs> Plus, don't forget the song is it's brand new off of the Revenge album, so it's not like he wrote the song like twenty years ago and now he's performing it live. Yeah, it's you just know? so. Yeah, I think yeah. you might be right where he's like trying to act like he's a badass saying yeah. those words. Yeah, you know, right? Yeah, and not not now going. Yeah, I can't believe I wrote those lyrics. Yep. Where he, now he laughs at put your log in my fireplace. Back then he was like, "What's wrong with that? Yeah, settle <laughs> down. What's yeah. wrong with that?" So after Domino, they go right into something that we both been waiting kind of to hear and it's different i was made for loving you you ought to know this this one this now i love the studio version i don't care you call it disco whatever you want to call it i love it but this version turning this song into like a rock version oh fucking awesome i love it right i love it Um, yeah i think it's a great version I put the same thing, Tom, as you did. More rock. Yeah. Yeah, they give the song some balls. I mean, it, yeah. it sounds great. It really sounds great. Not they, the same play, thing. They, no, it's not the same song, but it, it, it's they play this on the end of the road. It sounds great. I mean, I, yeah, I, 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 love, I, I love the I, I love the live, you know, unproduced version when they play this live. It's great. But no, to hear I, it for I'm, the first to, to hear it for the first time on a live three, you're like, holy shit. Listen to this. Yep. Um, so then that goes right into, I still love you. Now, the hard part about this is I like the song. I like this version. Paul is ripping it up again. The drums are awesome on this, but you know, the problem with this, not when this came out, because I think you're like, wow, that's an awesome song. He does a great version. Unplug. Kind of, oh. kind yeah. of hurts what this is now. But if yes. we heard it, like as we heard it then, we were like, "Holy shit, this is awesome!" Yeah, a, a, a slow ballad. I didn't really think that much of. This is an awesome version of this, but I, you know, the unplugged version of it just makes it difficult. But he hits those notes. Paul is ripping this song up. No, it's it it's my only. If I can only make complaint about it, it's that it's six minutes long. That's that's yeah. long. That's long. That's long for a live ballad. I mean, I get yeah, it. Yeah, the yeah. song is the song. The song is naturally long, um, but yeah, it's it sounds great. And, and I mean, kind of a kind of. I mean, I know they wanted to throw a ballad on there, yeah. but you know, we'll we'll, we'll get into they song have, selection. They had a ballad. They didn't need this one. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. 
right into the next song. Then they go, so good so far. Is that all right? <laughs> go yeah, into and, then they, and then they randomly, in the middle of the show, throw in rock and roll all night. This song is about what we believe in. I know I it's know what, what you, you believe in. It ain't bullshit. Oh, my God. Paul swore. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. you say fuck and roll on my party every day. You just you just sounded like Beavis right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What can you say? I mean, it sounds great, you know. I, I will say I think this may be one of the this may be one of the rare versions where I like it, but I actually prefer the live version on a live one. Um, yeah. Um, again, you know what I have down here for my notes? Decent version of the song. Yep. Nothing special, not bad. Yep. But I had my hands up emoji middle of the set. Yeah, well, I think for a while they weren't closing with this. I think there was there was a certain time period where they weren't closing with this. If you go look at Animalize Uncensored, they closed with it. They were still kind of closing with it. Yeah. What the fuck? If you're going to have this in there, you close your concert with this. Yeah, you don't put it. If in you're going to put it on a, on a CD, you close yeah. the CD yeah. with it. What the fuck are you doing putting it in the middle of the CD? Well, I'll I think, never understand that. I mean, now nowadays you no one you can't even imagine Kiss ending a concert with any other song. But like back God, in, people throw rocks at you. Yeah. Oh yeah. But back in '93, I don't think it was a big deal. Yeah. Um. So right after rock and roll all night, they go right into the Paul part. Paul starts singing before the music. Hit, don't want to wait, and then boom, it yep. comes in. So for me, I love this. I love this version. I love the song. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you guys say, but there's a couple observations I made about this lick it up version. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So uh, I'm on record as saying I'm not a huge fan of the studio yeah. version of this song. I think it's just boring. I think that I think this version, I think it kicks ass. I think they give it, I'll, I'll say it again. They thicken up the song a little bit, give it, give it a little bit of balls. And I think the live aspect of it, gives it something that the studio version just doesn't have. And uh, I, I, I actually found found myself enjoying the live version of it. Yeah. So the one thing that I picked up on is if you notice this, uh, there's no Paul breakdown on this part. Okay. They, they get into that a little bit later on, you know, that the lick it up and you hear it live now or last few live albums they do. There's always the breakdown in the middle where Paul, all of a sudden they start playing, uh, won't get fooled again. Bing, 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 oh bing. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's not on this yet. They haven't started to do they didn't this. Start doing that we'll yet. get to that a little bit later. You know what I'm talking about? I yeah. want you. I hate when they, I hate I that. Yep. You. They do I that now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's beginning. starts like, won't get fooled again. Then yep. the drums go nuts. Yep. It's not in lick it up at this point. Good. Live. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> then they go into what does he say? Every time we do this song, place lights up like a damn Christmas tree. <laughs> Settle down, Paul. How long did he practice that? Oh God. So the one thing that sticks out for me, this is the first time I said that's not live. 
Uh, yeah, I agree. I it said kinda... this is the most studio version yeah. song. It sounds like to me, yeah. everything's perfect in it. The vocals, everything's perfect. There's no. It sounds his, like they did this in the studio. His voice even sounds a little different when he does that opening line. It doesn't. It yeah. sounds like it's not live. Yeah, it's 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 all, every time we do. I've got a feel right. It doesn't tra- mix. Yeah, the transition. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Paul's voice is super high in this one. Yep. And then what I noticed I thought was funny at the end of this song, Paul adds in a, oh, yeah. Like, I think it's just purposely there to, make to it disguise live. that it's live, that it's not live. Yep. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you you know? know, and I was like, that doesn't sound like that's live. Yep. All right. Then. Woo. I have a lot of notes on this. Go ahead. So the Kiss Alive 3. Um, non-US versions and the Kiss Alive box set, which I have. Yep. They go into take it off. Now, yep. indulge me, okay? Let me go. Go ahead. Now, here's the moment of truth. Guys, how many guys here like to look at naked women? Dude, someone, that is, someone is projecting a little too much there. Dude, that is a line spoken by a man who may not like naked women. Yeah. It's spoken <laughs> like a man that's like trying to be cool to 13-year-old kids. Yeah. Hey, how many of you like naked women? Who uses the word na- naked women? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <clears throat> what did he just say? It sounds like a guy that what? It sounds like a guy who may not necessarily like <laughs> naked women. <laughs> That's all I'm How saying. How many guys like to look at boobies? <laughs> exactly. How many of you people out there like to look at bums? <laughs> <laughs> look at that tush. Um, anyways, then he goes, you know, let you me know, hear you. You know, Gene is sitting right there going, oh, God, let me do this, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Girls, be honest with me. Be honest with me. How many girls here like to go home with somebody and get naked? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) What? 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 <laughs> Somebody's walking home, taking off their bra and letting their boobles, their boobies, doing like a jungle dance, bloop, 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 and shaking their boobs. Like, what is see, that? honey, see, honey, Paul's right. I do like to go home and get naked. <laughs> Just jump up and down and bounce, so their boobies hang out. Bloop, 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 bloop. What does that mean? How many women like to go home and get naked? What the fuck? Oh my god. Let me hear you. This one's called, and this is, remember we used to always bitch about this when Paul had a voice, and this is probably why he lost his voice. Oh, yeah. It's like he's doing the I want you thing. Yeah, yeah, we're just, oh my God, it's just so unnecessary. Like, dude, we get it. Yep. And yeah, goes right in to take it off. Um, Anyways, then, and this is the part I told you I'd get to this with uh, Lick It Up. The breakdown sounds exactly like the lick it up section. And they took it from from take it off and then they implemented it into lick it up because they stopped doing take it off. That's the bend, 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 bend. Yep. and then he breaks it down because that's when he goes, what do you think of our friends? 
you know, when I see girls like these, there's only one thing I can think of. Put your clothes back on. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see a little more. Oh, God. You want to see a little more? (laughs) And we've seen this and we talked about this from Kiss Confidential. Confidential, yeah. Right? Yep. And then I put that, but, you know, then the song goes, finishes up and Paul does his famous, like that commercial. Yeah. Right? The famous. Signature Paul famous Yeah at the end of the song yep. um, I thought Bruce's guitar was awesome I absolutely love that there's a live Version of this song I love that I have ownership of that live Version of this song yep. But the Paul Stanley stage banter On oh, this one it's brutal. Oh my god yeah. Oh my god it's, 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 it's You have to have it It's, it's so damn good Oh my god yep. um, So yeah um, what do you think of that? Anything you want to add? No, I love, I love it. It's, I, I just wish that it was on, you know, I know, I mean, I have it on the, on the vinyl, which is terrific, but you yeah. know, it, I just, I just don't understand why it's on every version of this, except for the original US CD. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Exactly. You know? And if you guys don't have it, you should get the live version that includes take it off. Yep. Um, then they jump right into the first time on a live CD. And I know now everybody's sick of hearing it live. I love it loud. And I'm telling you, I would love if this is one of the songs removed from the set list on Saturday. (laughs) I'm not kidding. That's not happening, buddy. Uh, I know. I know. There's no Uh, way they're going to do that. No, I know. I know. You're right. No, that's never. I mean, look, it is what it is. It's Look, this is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, it's it's on here first time live. It's it's good. I just don't ever need to hear it again. Yeah, um, the things I put about this is that you can hear the fireworks. This is a good version. I yeah. always think of like this is when I first heard it, and I'll talk about this towards the end when we give our final thoughts about yep. this. Um, and then they go right into. Because there's not a lot of transition Paul banter between Gene songs They go right into This song is dedicated to you Because this song Is about people Who believe What is that? Believe? I think he said No What rock and roll is about It doesn't matter where you're born It doesn't matter where you come from It matters where your head is at People Thanks Paul This one's called Detroit Rock City Oh my lord what do you think? The thing that sticks out for the, for me on this song, Eric's drums. The double yeah. the double bass kick on this. Holy fuck, he Eric absolutely destroys this song. It sounds amazing. I love it. Love it. Love it. They call me Rubberneck. Oh yeah. I, I love this. I mean, I love the song whether it's live or studio. Every every version of the song is is awesome. Uh but I I really I really like this one. Yeah, I put down it's a, you know, it's another very good version of it. Is it the best one I've ever heard? I don't think so. Is it bad? Not at all. Um, you know, I think it's a pretty decent version. We all know Detroit Rock City. I, I don't have fatigue when I listen to this. It's one of the few songs that I can say that with. Um, but you know, I, I think they do a pretty decent job. They then he ends with, You don't want to go home yet, do ya? 
Well, if you're going to play God gave rock and roll to you, yes, we do. Because <laughs> we're going to play God gave. Okay, good night. We oh, don't. See. We don't. Hello, wait, wait, wait. people. Nope, you're supposed to stay. <laughs> so then they play God gave rock and roll to you, too. What look, do you think? I'll say it again. Look. This is ridiculous. I've, I've, I've come ar- I've come around on this song. It's not a bad song. It's just not a song that I want to hear them play live, and I sure as shit don't want to hear them close a, a concert with it. Yeah, and, that's and what again, you're like. and Are you and fucking kidding me? This is yeah. what I'm going home with? Am I fucking rocked out of my mind to hear oh, that? No. Oh, no, it gets worse. You're not going home with Just God Gave Rock and Roll to you. It gets worse. Because right after that, no, no, no. But at the end, Paul hams it up. With yeah. the rock and roll. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this is Paul when he was in that stage. Where it's funny. Just, every word had to get like strung out like he's, you know, like like he's uh, Celine Dion. Right. That's what he yeah. was doing. Oh, that yeah. Part. And it's funny now because now they play God gave rock and roll to you over the PA. As yeah. People, <laughs> as people are like, oh, this shit sucks. Just yep. Walk out to this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what they do now. And then they go right into what? <laughs> the Star Spangled Banner? How do you, I mean, do you how, know why? How, how is that not, like, why is that not in the middle of a song, like, like thrown in as, like, part of Bruce's solo? Do you want to hear what my philosophy is? Go ahead. It's money. You know why? What, what do you mean? Because they had this stupid sphinx. What's his name there? The sphinx that they had. The Statue of Liberty. No, but the Sphinx before that. Leon? Oh, oh, and Hot in the Shade, yeah. Yeah. And to save money, they changed Leon, kept him, and changed it into the Statue of Liberty, right? Is that what they did? Yeah. Leon became the Statue of Liberty. Okay. And now they justify it by playing the Star Spangled Banner at the end. But why? Because but that's why, you, why the star single. Be, that's why. That's why it's the Statue of Liberty with the thing with the middle finger and all that. Yeah, that's why yeah. they play Statue of Liberty. Because the they're so fucking cheap and broke that they took Leon and made him the Statue of Liberty to change it up from from the Hot in the Shade tour. Okay, all that may be that's fine. But why? Why are you ending with the Star Spangled Banner? Why are you playing it? Well, first of all, it's the seventh ranked national anthem guitar solo according to the Ultimate Classic Rock. And it's uh, before the Ace Freely version and after the Joe Satriani version. But if you're uh, interested in that. if you're interested in that kind Kiss, of shit. Kiss never promotes itself as the guitarist band. They don't want an Eddie Van Halen in the band. They don't want a George Lynch in Kiss. The guitarist is part of Kiss. The like, guitarist is not. You don't listen to Kiss for the guitarist. So why are they trying to do shit? Because they always downplay Bruce. Why are they giving him such a shiny moment? Even though he does a great job on it. Because I think at this time, I think the I think the musical landscape had changed. I think I think frontman, you know, not frontman, but like lead guitarists. I think they were just taking advantage of the image of Bruce and the. I don't know. That's what I. That's how I look at it. But I still you, just. Do you see what I mean by that, though? No, like, I, they I, don't. Course. They don't push the a guitarist no. like a guitarist centric band. So right. what the fuck are they doing with this? That doesn't make sense. And I'm telling you, it all stems from them being so fucking cheap and having to justify the Statue of Liberty because they changed Leon and then they fucking let's just do the Spar Star Spangled Banner. Okay. Well, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know that Leon was became the Statue of Liberty, but so that's... I think that's how they fucking came up with that in that and think of how stupid that sounds. 
<laughs> well, plus, you that's what you end with? No. What do you have it in there? More importantly, it's so stupid. Well, that too, yeah. But if you're going to have Bruce play the, the Star Spangled Banner, that's fine. Have him throw it in as a guitar solo in, you know, yeah, rock and, thank ha, rock, you. Rock and roll. A, have it be a solo. Role. Yeah, throw it in at the like at the end of like a little interlude with like rock and roll all night or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, they ended. People, we love you. Crowd knows fades, the fireworks and all that. And they're done. Yep. What do you think? I I love it. I have been on record as saying I mean I don't know what you I don't know if you want me to get into where I where I place this amongst Well the we don't pan- have anything to place it with at this point. So well, we're no. not ranking it against anything at this point. All right, so I'll save that. But yeah, um, save that. This is a highly ranked album for me, put it that way. Yeah. Um what are your overall thoughts on this though? Um my one complaint and I have very few complaints on this. I wish that they had done what they what they did with a live two where there were no repeats, all new songs. Yeah. Um, because you could have taken out Deuce, you could have taken out Watching You. It's pretty impossible to take out Rock and Roll Night in Detroit Rock City, but take out the fucking Star Spangled Banner and yep. throw in something from uh, throw in like you know Tears Are Falling or something from Crazy Nights. Both of those albums have no representatives on there. Yeah, um, what's the point of having that? It just, there was no need for it. Um, no need for what? Like, certain songs, the the Star Spangled Banner or anything like that. It's just, it's just, I don't know. I put, go back to, I think, because there was so many albums in between the last Alive 2 that they should have just done all new tracks. So let's take a look here, Tom. Okay, so I broke this stuff down. So I if did you too. want to look at this playlist, okay? So, um, where is it? You got Deuce, you got Watching You, you got Rock and Roll All Night. Um, what's that? Three? Detroit, Detroit Rock City. Detroit Rock City. That's four, right? Yep. Yep. You couldn't come up with four other songs to play. You couldn't find four they, other songs to put in that era. If they, no, I know 1977 was a little different with Alive 2. Rock and Roll All Night, you know, was big, but not. I just I can't imagine them ever taking rock and roll all night in Detroit Rock City off of a live album. There was no need to have though those songs on. You already have them on a live album. It was absolutely a bigger problem for me is having Deuce and watching you. Absolutely. Now I love them both. I think they both yep. sound absolutely fantastic. No need for those on there. None whatsoever. Okay. So and the only song you have from Hot in the Shade is Forever, the ballad. I mean, Hide Your Heart was a hit. Rise to It was a hit. Tears Are Falling Off of Asylum was a hit. Who Wants to Be Lonely was a hit. Crazy Nights, Reason to Live. Yeah. So the other thing is, there were songs on here that I found that were there on Animalized Live. So yep. Creatures of the Night, Heaven's on Fire. I still love you, rock and roll all night. I love it loud in DRC. So I don't have an album of it. They should have always done uh, animalized uh, live on Sense. should have been a live three. Let's just say that. Um, but they didn't do that. So I had the VHS version of those songs, but I didn't have a CD version. So how many songs were really songs that we didn't hear live? I just want to 
Unholy, Domino, Forever, God Gave Rock and Roll, Star Spangled Banner, and um, I was no, I said I was made for loving you, right? Yep. Yeah. So really, you got I just want an Unholy, Domino, and uh, oh, Take It Off. Right. Yep. And and four of those are from Revenge. So you only have Forever. And I was made for loving you. I was made for loving you was not on Animalize, which is surprising. But Forever obviously came out after Animalize. That's the only reason. There were four songs because they were on Revenge that ended up here. And then Star Spangled Banners just throw away anyways. So really, you got stuff that you haven't heard live, only a few of them. Yeah. There were and I also so many th- other selections you could have put in here. And I also think, I understand Forever was a monster hit. You got to keep that on there. But why are you putting another ballad on there that many regard as a super, super deep cut? I Still Love You was not a hit. That was never a hit. Okay? Yeah. If you want to throw, if you want to remove that, why would you? Now, this was when Gene was back as the demon. Why would not throw in War Machine in here? If the you War Machine, I know, some, but War Machine was on Animalize, just to, just to say. Okay, all right, all right. So, okay, I so, don't know if you do that. Okay, it, it was on Animalize. Well, you not have that six, that's the reason they why not playing it. But you have sixteen okay. songs. Okay, Star Spangled Band is not a song, so you have fifteen or sixteen if you county take it off, and you only have Gene singing four of them. Why? Yeah. yeah so let's go through that. And two list. of them are from a live one. So let's go through that list, though, Tommy. Okay. What would they have put on a live? They could have put something, but they never played anything off a live to live. They didn't, what meaning mean? the the new tracks on a live two. They never really played it. Oh yeah, no, no, that's okay. Yeah, so been, nothing yeah. from there would have went on. No, nope. um, never mind Ace's stuff. Did they ever really play anything from Gene Paul or Peters? They were not going to play anything from the solo albums. No. Nope. Okay, Dynasty maybe sure knows something, but I don't think they were playing sure knows something live then. They were not. That's not going to happen. Maybe no. they could have played Shandy. Could they could have. They weren't going to do that because at that time they were trying to get overcome that pop pussy image that they they had. They 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 weren't going to touch anything from the elder. They were trying to be badasses. So they weren't going to play. So from creatures of the, of the night, we talked about maybe war machine. They could have played live from lick it up. Maybe, but you know, poor Eric Carr had passed away. They would have done young and wasted or okay. Not for the innocent. All hell's breaking loose. I mean, those play those live though. So okay. my thinking was fits like a glove. You were playing that live for tons of time for that a while. A, that was on the hot in the shade tour for a while. Yep. Fits like a glove should have been on there for, instead of, um, you know, deuce right there. Yep. Animalize maybe thrills in the night. That's on a live. I mean, that's yep. on uncensored. You could have done thrills in the night. Um, then you can go asylum. How the fuck is tears are falling? Not on here. The fact that there's nothing from asylum. I mean, you had uh, all night. Who wants to be lonely? Tears are falling. You had three like MTV video hits okay. off that album. So let's say you go to, um, we talked about, uh, young and wasted or tears are falling or thrills in the night. So far, let's put the X and sex was a big MTV hit. That That's a good one. There. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Hot in the shade. You could have done rise to it. You could have done what do you call it? Hide your heart. Hide your heart. Right? And think about so, those were all those were all MTV video hits. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Crazy nights. Yep. Nothing Reason from to the, live. Or turn even the on. how good would turn, turn on the night been on that? Yep. 
right? Uh, There's agreed. like seven good songs that we never mind. We all have our per, uh, our like you know our favorites and our quirky favorites, but like fan favorites and songs that they may have played live. I don't know about Turn on the Night, how much they played that live or Reason to Live, but you know certainly Crazy Night, certainly Thrills in the Night, certainly fits like a glove. You don't mean to tell me those aren't better selections for this than Star Spangled Banner, DRC. I mean, especially since you're not making this a real Kiss album like you're doing this as ah some greatest hit, some new, some old, mixing it up. No need to put the songs you already had on live one or live two. I no think need. one of the most curious selections on this entire album is watching you. Yeah, that doesn't make it doesn't fit where they're at. Well, but because it, first of all, it was ne- it's not a hit in 1993. People were not like, oh yeah, watching you. Like it's not that that wasn't like an iconic song for them. I, no. I love it, and we'll talk about that when we get into some of our favorite tracks. But that one kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. Where okay, it's not an iconic hit. It's not on any compilation. It's not like it's on double platinum, or it's never been on a greatest hits album, really. So to throw that in here, it's unless on a live, it's, I believe, right? It's yeah, it's on, on a live, platinum, but I'm just saying, right? like, it's not on double platinum, right? No, it's not. It's not on double platinum. It's not on anything. But, um, and the to, other part too is that the crowd noise on watching you. That is not real. Oh, that's totally yeah. Oh, <laughs> the absolutely. crowd was not going nuts like that for watching no. you. What, what did you say? The crowd seems to love it. <laughs> the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just, you know, it is what it is. Now, that being said, we just spent 10 minutes bitching about the set list. I love it. Except for God gave rock and roll to you and Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. Um, So overall, again, I'm going to go back to my theories. What I loved about this is that these are versions of songs that I didn't have on tape. We're not talking about Spotify and YouTube and clips you can pack up from the 70s. I'm talking about the college kid. Right in the 90s, getting a live version without going to Harvard Square and getting bootlegs. Okay. From the 90s, getting a CD version of the first time hearing I Love It Loud after I just saw uh, Extreme Close Up, or more importantly, when I just saw Ex- Kiss Exposed and saw the live version from Brazil and people going fucking nuts over I Love It Loud. You don't think I want a live version of that song? Boom, I got it. Then I got this fast paced, awesome version of Lick It Up. So there are stuff on here that I'm like, holy fuck, I loved getting. But, you know, there are some throwaways, but the thing for me that the thing for me that makes this one of my favorite live compilation, whatever you want to call it, is I've said it many times before, other than the original lineup, this is my favorite lineup. So they can play anything and I'm going to love it. Yeah, I love Eric. I love Eric's drumming, and I at Bruce is my favorite after Ace, that probably tied in the in terms of Kiss lead guitarist. So yep. anything that this group of four are playing, I'm gonna love the way it sounds. Yeah, and I think that's why I absolutely love Alive Three. Yeah. Um. So, you want to go through the tracks? What do you mean? Top you five. Top five. Okay. Uh, you want me to go first? I, I yeah. think I've got you gone first most of the time. Okay, go ahead. So, all right. So, one of these songs I had to take off. I'm not sure where, and I will go. I'll keep this one for um, honorable mentions. I'll have one honorable mention. My number five is "I Love It Loud." That's like I said. 
it's a nostalgia thing for me because I remember what it was like when I bought that. Right now, is it a big deal that I have I Love It Loud from Kiss Alive 3? Not really. Um, but buying that, and for years, I played I Love It Loud, the live version, constantly. Love that. Okay. You? Uh, I would say number five for me. I would probably say, I know this might be a surprise. I think maybe it's the novelty of it, and I just yep. think the way the, uh, I think Paul's voice, I would put I Still Love You. Okay. I think Paul fucking hit it out of the park with that, but. Yep. All right. My number four. Um, I, I love this song. It's of the era and they did an awesome job of it. And they have the quirky little middle part to it. I just want to, I love the whole, I, the crowd. Fuh, I just want to, I just, yep. and I love the song. And again, if they just played, I just want to live now, we would lose our minds. Oh, not God. because it's our favorite song. Yep. It's a great song. It's got a great hook. The chorus is awesome, but it's just different. We don't hear it. So the fact that we have a live version of I Just Wanna, yeah, I yep. love that song. Okay. Uh, I would say my number four for me, and I mentioned it earlier because of Eric's drumming, is Detroit Rock City. Yep. I, I, Eric just rips it on this, and I, I love it. The song, the, the song always sounds great live. So real, yeah. real quick before we continue the list. Do you think there's any chance of Kiss changing what they open up with on Saturday? Um, I hope not. Okay. <laughs> How's that for an answer? Is there a chance? There's a chance, but that would be a huge difference because that's choreographed the timing. They come in off the bombs. There's yep. a lot of bombs and stuff going off in the beginning. I wouldn't change that. There'd be too much moving around of that. Yeah, I but they've the had middle but, but, part. Yeah, but they haven't played in, in a long time. There's plenty of time to re-choreograph all that shit. Yeah, but it's, it's easier to switch another middle song than the beginning song. I, that's my maybe, opinion. Maybe. I'm uh, hoping they go back and open up with I Stole Your Love, but that's not going to happen. Um, Number three. Uh, for me, and we talked about it probably the most of all these songs, is that awesome version, and it's mostly made up of Paul's stage banter, is yep. to take it off. I just and because it's the unreleased song on there and you don't hear it often on the live track and it yep. wasn't on for all those years or I had Kiss Alive 3. So to me, there's a lot of uh, new like excitement of when I hear this song because it doesn't come on my shuffle a lot. Yep. I love Take It Off. I love the stage banter and the ridiculousness of Paul. <laughs> How many of you like to look at naked women? Oh, my God, Paul, stop. All right, yeah. my number three is Creatures of the Night. I, I love I love that. I like that song, but I think they, they it kicks ass live. Except they're missing the opening of a concert. They didn't yeah. do it right. Yeah, I know. That's fucked. Um, I think this is probably going to be your number one. It's my number two, and that is they crank right into it right afterwards, and that is Unholy. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love that version. We have a live version of Unholy. Yep. What would we do now if we heard Unholy? If they ever play, lose our minds. If they play Unholy, you're gonna see my head split in half. And you're gonna punch me in the face. No, I say this. Let's make a bet and hope Murph doesn't hear this. If they play Unholy, me and you need to count to three, turn around, and both punch Murph in the face. No, that's not gonna work because Murph listens to these Saturday morning early, so it's not gonna work. So we're gonna have to try to tell him that we're not gonna do that. Right? We won't do that. 
wink, wink. Yeah. Um, or turn around and kick him in the ding ding. Yeah. Hey, kid, that boy's got talent. <laughs> I love that doo doo line. Um, you're number right. two. My, so this is weird because this should be my number one, but it's going to be my number two, and that's unholy. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm going to explain what my number one is. It's going to be. My number one is talking about the telephone. You know, there's going to be a telephone. Every damn night. You did what? <laughs> you did what? She need him in the nuts, and, in called the nuts him. and called him in front of everyone. <laughs> Who didn't hang up on her? The girl with the big, big, big titties? It broke my heart in two. It broke more than your heart. <laughs> Fast, fast ma'am. <laughs> Let, Let me, me tell you my story, story man. <laughs> I was crazy in, over this little eighth grade insane bitch. Crazy? crazy? Insane? Insane? Crazy? <laughs> and what did it for me is this great big, big titty she had. And then the guy goes, big titties. <laughs> oh, wait, excuse and she me. She was going to be set for life. Hold on, hold on. And, and, and then if Paul Stanley's telling that, he goes, and what did it for me was his big boobies. No, Paul, you didn't hang up on the girl with the big, big, big titties. I hung up on her after she got naked. <laughs> All right, go to your number one. Number one for me is I love this song. You know I love this song. First live version of it that I have more so than I Love It Loud because it's one of my favorite songs. And it's just, when this came out, again, fatigue factor now, but I look at it when I first got it, the first live version of Lick It Up. Love okay. that song. It was, a, it was a non-makeup song, and this is the non-makeup Kiss live album, and it just blew me away. that The riff and the way it sounds, oh, just Lick It Up live off Kiss Alive 3 is my favorite track on this CD. Okay. This is going to be weird because this is a song that I like. I don't love this song, but I love this version of it. And I've mentioned it when we were going through the track by track. I love Eric's drums on this and Gene just really owns it. And I know it's, it's weird for me, but it's my number one. And that's watching you. Wow. I, I I just, I love this sound of this song on this. I, I like the song in general. But I really, I really love this version. I think they, the song, they, they thicken up this song so much on Alive 3. I love it. Okay. So would you say you like this better than Alive 1? Yeah. I like the, I, I like the Alive 1 version, especially when I think of that Winterland concert with, with, yeah. with Gene. But Nothing's but I, better I, than that. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's right. But I, 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 like, I like this version. Wow. So, Tom, you have, number one, Watching You, then Unholy, Creatures of the Night, Detroit Rock City, I Still Love You. Yep. I had lick it up, unholy, take it off. I just want to, I love it loud. I just picked one honorable mention. What Do you have an honorable mention? I do. What is it? I was made for loving you. Same here. Nice. Like, I had to reference it. Yep. Is it one of my favorite tracks on it? No, but I had to make a point to say it is my, it's a better version than the studio version, right? The live version of the song is good. Yep. And, it's not my go-to track, but I like it, and it's yep. better. So I yep. had to make a point to add something into this. That's all. Yep. Yep. So nice. Wow. That's a live three people. People. Absolutely. Yep. So that's our first live album review. We have nothing to compare it with. We yep. will obviously have more live albums to compare this to. We have the first 
th- uh, first two live albums, Alive's. Then we have Alive 4. We have You Wanted the Best. We have Unplugged. And you know, bootleg ones we can talk about later on. Then we won't Kiss, include them. And these, then but... uh, Kiss Rocks Vegas. Yeah. Oh, um, Millennium Concert. The, mil- the Millennium Concert. Yeah. Yep. Kiss Rock. Uh, Rock the Nation. Isn't that one too? That's a DVD. Okay, those, yeah. those, I don't know if they those had were, that. Th- those were the instant live CDs that we got. Okay. Okay. Remember the instant live? Yep. No, no. Yep. You're right. You're right. Yep. So that was Kiss Alive 3. Um, do you have a question for us so we can answer from people? Yes. And we are going to we're going to pull a question from our buddy Tony from Restrain that we mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, Tony, with that awesome riff. And Tony's the best. Make sure you listen yeah. to this. All right. So Tony asks, if you had a friend who was not a Kiss fan, what three songs would you play to convert them? And would your choices differ depending on if they were a man or a woman? Yes. Okay. Okay. For a man, definitely, definitely Black Diamond. Okay. Um, probably um, Heaven's on Fire because it's as catchy as can be. That okay. hook, that chorus. And, jeez, um, uh, the third? Maybe Detroit Rock City. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead for you for a man. Uh, yeah, Detroit Rock City would definitely be there. I would do Detroit Rock City. Probably I stole your love, and maybe whew, maybe I'm thinking maybe something like she. Okay. You know, okay. something kind of heavy and a little bit slower. Yeah. That you know, a little bit more. Yeah. Those okay. probably probably be my three for a guy. So let's be sexist and yep. come up with for a female. For a female, mm-hmm. maybe I uh, probably would stick with Heaven's on Fire again because okay. that's so catchy. Okay, it's there. You know, you shook me all night long. Yeah. Um, I would probably do Forever. Okay. Um, and then you know, Beth. Okay. I would probably do Burn, Bitch, Burn. Um, I would probably do Mind you guys I'm putting this in the context of This is a girl I like And this is my favorite band And I want you to like them I'm not going to play Burn Bitch Burn No I'll probably be like Here listen to this song Heaven's on Fight Doesn't this make you want to Fucking grab a drink And have fun I would probably Beth and You know Forever It's a beautiful song And Beth is something like Oh I know this one yeah, I might I might play um, "Tears Are Fallen" because it's a okay. rock song, but it's kind of slow and it's you yeah. know, um, and then probably "Hard Luck Woman." That's a good one. Yeah, yep. that's a good one. And then um, probably "Show sure No Something." Great, great selection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, good, good one. I forgot about yeah. "Show sure No Something." I yep. might have included that as well. Yep. Yeah, maybe. All right. Tony, Great question. Awesome thank question. You, thank you, Thank you, Tony, for contributing as always. Good question, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. And uh, where can people find us, buddy? 
we're all over the place. Uh, we're on all the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can email us at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com, shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Um, you can find us. Uh, we're part of the wonderful Pantheon Podcast Network. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, um, iHeartRadio, Zeus, if I recall correctly. We're now on Pandora Podcast. Yes, yeah. Yep. Pandora, so, uh, we're now on. So yeah, we're if, if, we're everywhere. Yeah, we're 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 everywhere. Um, you can it, comment on them. You can give us yep. um, those five star child reviews on a lot of those platforms like Stitcher. But the big one is Apple iTunes. That really helps us. Yep. So um, if you guys can get on there and give us a five star review, it'll mean a lot to us, and we greatly appreciate it. We'll certainly read it out onto the. You know, on the next episode, and we appreciate those more than anything. You can give us a review on Pod Chaser, which is for podcasting. Um, you know, in Spotify, I think Stitcher has reviews. YouTube, we got f- people that comment on our YouTube clips. Yep. Um, it's just basically the episode with our logo, but yep. it's all the you know the vocal, the audio of our episode. Um, but and I want to give us, yeah, and I want to give us a, a, a thanks to. Um, I, I think we have we failed to mention this in the past, but we want to just give a big thanks to everybody on social media that um, that likes our posts, that shares them, that retweets them. Um, we really, really appreciate that because you know you're you're helping spread the word to some of your friends and followers, and just exposing the show to to new people. And uh, we want to give a big thanks to the people that, that take the time to do that. Yeah, and it's it's a lot of them are the usual people that we constantly talk with, and and sometimes we tell you in our tweets, and we give you a shout out and thanks, but we don't obviously say it enough. So thank you when you do that. We really appreciate it. Keep putting it out there. Keep commenting. As you can see, we love the engagement. And you know, one of these things that you guys do is what we said. Shout it out loudcast at gmail dot com. Our email. Well, here's an email that I got. So Anthony Barone sent this to us uh, in the middle uh, of the month. Sorry it took so long. Tom and Zeus. Sorry it's taking me so long to email you guys. I've been meaning to email you guys since November, but time just flies by. You both crack me up on every episode. Back in Halloween, I saw your podcast come over my Facebook feed. I listened to a few of the podcasts and loved them. I binge listened to all of them from the start to finish from November, uh, from number zero to current in mid-November in about two weeks. <laughs> I've been listening to you both ever since. I got into Kiss after the Alive album was released, and I've been a huge fan ever since. I wanted to thank you. Because of your show, I have given the po- post-classic lineup some serious listening time along with continuing listening to the classic catalog. Thanks and keep up the great shows. How do I get on the group text? (laughs) Tony, Chicago suburb. First, I just want to say thank you. Uh, We love getting stuff like this. Um, We so appreciate it. And I'm like you too. When I get into something, I binge it. We appreciate you binging and getting caught up with all the episodes. And there's, Nothing, nothing that I uh, can say, Tom, personally, that I love is that something we said 
open somebody up. Like the other day, somebody got Greg's book and posted it. Greg Prado's book, um, you know, take it off, kiss unmasked, truly unmasked. And then they posted it because they heard something and we were able to show them. We hear stuff too about kiss that we didn't know about existed all the time. Thanks to social media. So the fact that Tony in the Chicago suburbs, all of a sudden started listening to us. And maybe we talked about something about the non original four era that he got turned on by. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to give that a try. That's it, buddy. That's just it. Open your open, like your mind don't just get boxed. Oh, fucking cheater, Chris, and fake Fraley and <laughs> stupid. What was the other thing they used to call him? Uh, fucking uh, kiss. What do you call him? The kiss. Ooh, diet kiss. <laughs> diet kiss and all that stupid shit. Don't fall into that, like, you know, that horde mentality of, you yep. know, fi- find out, judge for yourself. Kiss, I just wanna. Is not the same as kiss. Um, I don't know. Uh, kiss. I stole your love. Two different versions. But guess what? They're all still good. Yep. And you can like both. And you can appreciate Ace. And he can be your favorite. And you can dig Tommy Thayer and say, yeah, he does a great job. It doesn't mean you're you're betraying Ace by going to the Kiss concert this weekend. You know, it, it just want to put that in your heads, people. Like. And this email, I I absolutely love it. So, Tony, thank you. I love it. Tom, thank you so much. I mean, those those kind words, you know, thanking us for keeping you entertained and, like Zeus said, exposing you to some new things that maybe you forgot about or wasn't into. Um, You know, and just thank you for taking the time. You know, not everybody has a lot of time to sit down and type out a message or an email. So, you know, we really appreciate that. And uh, and thank you for, for reaching out and thank you for listening. Yeah. So people, please keep keep contacting us. Direct message, uh, emails, text, uh, Instagram posts, anything. We love we love the interaction. And don't uh, forget, if you want some cool shout it out loudcast shit, hook <laughs> up with our hook up with our buddy Ed over at Click T Shop. He has uh, not just shout it out loudcast stuff, but awesome awesome kiss inspired um designs he's come up with and it's not just t-shirts it's uh, all kinds of cool stuff hats coffee mugs you know hoodies all kinds of great stuff so give give ed uh we 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 share a lot of his stuff on facebook and um and uh twitter so uh check him out he's great yeah ed at click t shop k-l-i-c-k-t-e-e uh shop s-h-o-p dot com tom famous last words I got a fever raging in my heart. You make me shiver and shake. Baby, don't stop. Take it to the top. Eat it like a piece of cake. <sighs> when you think of the... When, when, There's only when one you thing you think, think of. Okay. When you think of garbage, think of Akeem. Think of Akeem. Uh, yeah, um... There's only one thing you think when you hear that, but just because you think you can do an eighties kiss, like legendary song, I can do one too. Do it. Don't want to wait till you know me better. Let's just be glad for the time together. Love such a life is such a treat and it's time you taste it. There ain't no reason on earth to waste it. 
Did you know, Tommy, that it ain't a crime to be good to yourself? Now, I put some whipped cream on my cock, so <laughs> lick it up. And then I can do the face that Paul makes in the heavens on fire when he's lit and do it, eat it lit. He's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Kiss Army. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Zeus, buddy, as always. We'll see you, people. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.